Well, good morning. It is good to gather with you again this week here in person in our sanctuary and also on the different platforms on virtual in our virtual world. It is good to gather with you as well and to be able to celebrate and, and glorify and praise and worship our God as a community of faith, as a family of God. So I just uh, I express my gratitude for you braving the elements to arrive here and braving the technology to gather with us online. We um, are in this uh, sermon series called Jesus in Galilee, and we, you know, last week we talked a little bit about the urgency, the sense of urgency, the immediacy of time as, as Jesus proclaimed the, the coming of the kingdom of God. It had come near, and as he was proclaiming that, it comes with this sense of urgency. And we are to proclaim that same urgency, lay claim to that sense of immediacy the urgency and the importance of time. This week, we're going to switch gears a little bit and talk about authority. Jesus in Galilee um, has his um, authority questioned. This will not be the last time that his authority will be questioned by those who hear him teach and see his acts of power, of healing and exorcisms. This is an ongoing theme through the arc of Mark's gospel. We all struggle with authority in different ways, with different authority figures, the different things, the different people that we believe have authority over us, and we surrender ourselves to that authority. It's an ongoing struggle, and we find ourselves changing authority figures and those things that have power over us throughout our lives. This past week, for instance, we had a, a, a great reason to celebrate authority and how authority figures change. This week, um, the Board of Ordained Ministry met for three days, and they were interviewing those candidates who were going before the board to be commissioned as uh, ordained deacons and ordained elders. There were also those who were continuing their journey as provisional elders and deacons. And there were those 10 souls who went before the board to be interviewed, to be ordained elders and deacons in full connection in our conference. Kristen Wright was one of these souls. She and Micah went before the board this week, if you were if you were in tune to our Wednesday um, video devotional, you are aware that this was a, this was going on in her life uh, last Tuesday. And so I want to invite Kristen to stand up, and we can celebrate with her as she has been recommended and approved to be an ordained elder in our conference. Thank you. Congratulations. This is uh, an important occasion for Kristen and Micah and the other eight who went before the board. They were um, under the authority of the Board of Ordained Ministry. Before that, they were under the authority of the District Committee on Ministry. As they began to shift what, who they are under, this continues the shift. And now we're recognizing their authority 
to be ordained elders. And this will happen in June at annual conference, and we will celebrate with her again. And so I just wanted to lift that up as we think about authority. And, you know, and that was an important moment in the ordination process where the bishop lays his hands upon your head. And it's not a light touch. The bishop presses upon your head to the point I thought my head was going to go through my shoulders. Because it's a weighty thing that's happening. This is important. And the bishop says something like, Take ye authority to proclaim the gospel. In this line of elders, in this apostolic line, he is saying, Go and proclaim the gospel of the, the good news that the kingdom of God has come near. Go with a sense of urgency. Take that authority and be about the business of the kingdom of God. That's a powerful moment. And every day when we gather here, whether we are in person in this room, in person in the fellowship hall, or we are in person virtually, we are adhering to an authority over our lives. We have surrendered ourselves to the authority of God. Even when we struggle with what it means to surrender ourselves, our whole beings, to God. What does it mean to be a citizen of the kingdom of God? That becomes our question. And the human condition that we all live with wants to push against authority, wants to question authority. What are the limits of authority? What are the sources of authority? What is the power of authority? How far can I push authority? How can I skirt around authority, get around authority, under authority, over authority? Because authority is really good for everybody else. But I'm pretty good in my freedom. That's human nature. But if we're honest, human nature is also is that, that we are constantly reaching out to touch, to feel, to sense, to experience God as an, as an authority in our life. Is God there? Does God hear me when I hurt, when I cry out? Does God hear my questions? We constantly, constantly are trying to figure out what it means to surrender ourselves to the authority and to the power of whoever or whatever it is. Now, when I think about authority, and I have, I have this passage in front of us today that we are we're going to read Mark chapter 1, verse 21 through 28 as we continue this Jesus in Galilee series. I invite us to stand as we're able for the reading of the gospel. And let us hear the good news. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit. And he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? 
Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. And they were all amazed. And they kept on asking one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once, his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. This account is very familiar to many of us. I don't know how many times I've actually read this account. I, in, prep, prep, in preparation for Bible studies and seminary and getting ready for preaching and, and Sunday school and devotions, I've read this thing countless times. But one of the wonderful and, and, and powerful and, and gracious gifts that God gives us through the Holy Scriptures is that no, how, no matter how many times we read the Scriptures, if we're careful and we're intentional, if we're open, we can get new nuggets, new thoughts, new themes, new threads, new inspiration from things that feel so familiar if we're open to hear the kingdom of God proclaimed in our midst. It happened for me in this passage. You know, as I was mentioning just a moment ago, how important it is for humanity and our human nature to question, to subscribe and ascribe to different authority figures, whatever they are. I'm reminded of a story of some seminary students. They were gathered after class. It was a, um, a theology class, and they were gathering around each other, and, and it was you know, different denominations, different faith traditions, and, and they were questioning, well, you know, how do, how do we know? What is true? What, what, what source do we go to? What is the authority that we fall back into to answer difficult theological questions? That's a good question. It's a good seminary question. I had a lot of those debates when I was there. Kristen probably had a lot of those debates over lunch and breakfast, supper, class. Well, these students were gathered together and as Catholic student was trying to address the question. He says, well, you know, the, the Pope says this about that. And then, well, the Lutheran student said, well, Martin Luther wrote this about that same subject. And then this Presbyterian speaks up and says, well, you know, John Calvin says this about the same question. And this Baptist student was taking it all in. And the Baptist student says, well, you know, the authorized edition uh, of the King James Version of the Bible says this. And that's the authority. This Episcopalian was standing there and, and she said, well, you know, the prayer book says this about that subject. And there was this Methodist student standing there and, and she spoke up and she says, well... I think, y'all ain't getting that. It's okay. (laughs) The point of this story for me is that we all have different sources 
of authority. We all surrender ourselves to something. The Baptist of the Bible, Catholic to the Pope, Lutherans to Martin Luther. We all have this understanding there is somebody speaking that we can surrender ourselves to and, and gather understanding and a, and, a, and a way to move forward in our questions of life. That's what we do. And in this passage we've just read, oh man, you know, when, when, I, when I said I've read this thing time and time and time again, I have. And when I come to these passages that, are, that I've read time and time again, it's real easy just to kind of, you know, be overly familiar, too familiar, and just read through it. And say, well, I got it, you know. Jesus was, you know, John the Baptist proclaimed the coming of, of the one more powerful than he, and Jesus shows up, and John the baptizer baptizes him in the, in the Jordan River, and the, and the Spirit leads Jesus out of, you know, into the wilderness to be where he's tempted for 40 days, and, and then while all this is happening, John the baptizer is arrested by Herod, and then Jesus shows up again in Galilee, and he begins to collect his disciples, and he, he, he calls on those four fishermen at the Sea of Galilee, and now we find him moving up the coastline into Capernaum, where he on a, on a Sabbath, he goes in the synagogue to pray and to read and to teach. And I, I get that. I've read this. We've all read this. And then there's that guy that comes in and he's, he's unclean because he's possessed by the Spirit and he begins to be a disruption and interruption and, he, and he's loud and and, and burst, you know, his outburst of, you know, what, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Are you here to destroy us? I know who you are. But if I read this carefully, if I take a step back and read it again, the man doesn't come into the synagogue and his interruption. The man is already in the synagogue. Jesus is teaching. Jesus is explaining the will of God, the kingdom of God. And in this teaching, in this revelation, this manifestation of the divine in the midst of that synagogue, the light comes on. Revelations happen, and this man's authority is revealed. That messiness that Amy was talking about was poured out in that synagogue. Just, he upended the bag and said, here it is. My authority is this demon. And the demon asked Jesus, are you here to destroy us? Don't know if it's a challenge. Don't know if it's a, a, a word of arrogance. We're not sure. What we do know is that this man stood up in the synagogue and exposed himself and all of the ills that he carried. And he spilled them out. And Christ saw him and heard him and answered him.
and healed him. Cast the demon out. This is a powerful thing happening. And when we're told that when the demon was cast out, the people said, what? What new teaching is this? How amazing, how authoritative, how charismatic, how authentic is this teaching? Who is this man that even the demons listen? What people were used to seeing and hearing were rabbis and scribes leading prayers and teaching in the synagogue. As they taught, they would rely on previous rabbinical traditions. There was no authentic original thought. To have authority as a rabbi, as a teacher in a synagogue, meant you understood and knew the previous rabbi's teachings and the traditions. And you could express those. You could articulate those thoughts and the laws. Jesus shows up. Doesn't have to refer to previous rabbis, earlier traditions and commentaries. He authentically relays the will of God, the kingdom of God. And as he proclaims the kingdom of God, the lights come on. People begin to see. People begin to experience how gracious, how awesome, how powerful, how authentic, how divine Jesus is. In all of the scribes' teaching, in all of the rabbis before Jesus, people could hide, easily hide their ills, hide their brokenness, hide their weaker, lesser authorities, even in plain sight. But when we experience the kingdom of God, when we experience Jesus Christ and his teaching, the proclamation of the good news. We can't hide. We don't have to hide. We can take that bag of mess and pour it out. And Jesus, with the authority of God, heals us, mends us, makes us whole again, saves us and cleans us that we can have life with God and life with one another. So as I think about this passage and I think about all the authority figures, all the powers in our life, I, I go back to a, a professor I had. Her name was Elizabeth Johnson. She's a New Testament scholar. She's brilliant. And we were talking about sin, the nature of sin in one of her classes and she made this statement that has clung to me. She said, if you want to understand the nature of sin, 
Talk to an addict. Talk to someone struggling with substance abuse. They understand the weight of sin, the presence, that always present weight of sin. Now, I don't know the powers and authorities that we all live with. We each have our own. And I just pray and I hope that wherever we are and that whenever we are, when we experience the kingdom of God, when we experience Jesus Christ and that amazing authoritative teaching, we will be honest enough and open enough that we can pour out our mess and know that God, know that Jesus Christ is gracious enough, compassionate enough, and powerful enough to take it all, to cast it out, and to make us whole, to make us clean, that we can live a relationship with Him, God our Creator, God our authority, and with one another. Thanks be to God for His holy word, for his amazing teaching and for his grace. I invite us to affirm our faith in this authority, our God, that is printed in your order of worship. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting.